Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. This is the podcast about the radio show. Listen to us by downloading the DA Show's podcast feed that has the PGP or the Permission Granted Podcast feed itself by searching Permission Granted or inside the Odyssey app, you can find us there as well in podcast form. Well, Mraz is back this week after last week being on vacation, and that's when the Canadian bacon thing blew up, and now it's kind of continuing to simmer and blow up in other different ways. You did apologize on Monday to Pete the Body, but it kind of was a bit of a half-hearted apology with a few qualifiers in there. Was there any point last week where you actually did feel bad that you called Pete the Body a bleeping piece of bleep? Not a moment. Not really? A, not a single moment. Now partially partially the reason being and maybe this is my own problem by i would say 11 a.m monday i had completely forgotten i had even done that Hmm. so that was i mean i guess that's probably makes it worse in fact you know the fact that we got the thursday friday and i didn't realize this had become a topic because i quite literally had forgotten i had even gone on that street so talk us through this because last monday is when Pat Boyle does Canadian bacon. It's when he gets the original, he reaches the original mythical five oinks. And that's when you are G-chatting us, which is our internal chat that we use within the the show, not for public consumption. All of these really terrible things about Pete. Where are you listening? Why are you getting so mad? What do you think is going to be done by you cursing at Pete? Well, I will tell you this. Pat and I exchanged several texts from about Saturday last week on show ideas, guest ideas. Pat is so diligent in wanting to do a perfect job when filling in for either me or Pete. And one of our conversations we had was quite literally, hey, Pat, you know you're going to get five oinks on Monday. Pete can't wait to give out five oinks. He's going to do it. So when I saw, when I woke up on Monday, let's say my kids got me up right about the start of the second hour on the show. I really, I I had told myself two things. Try to stay off Twitter this week 
And just stay away from the show because sometimes I can lock in too much. I, I enjoy listening to whenever I'm driving around. But maybe I do need a break. I saw the tweet that Canadian Bacon was going to be in the final hour of the show. And I had I said to my wife, I said to Taylor, who could care less, I go, I got to listen at 920 because I know Pat's getting five winks. And then hearing him deliver it, enjoying it, but seeing it coming from a mile away, I think that's what set me off, was that it just felt so predictable from the Pete playbook that in many ways I think it also clouded uh, how good a job Pat did for me because I saw it coming a mile away, and Pat saw it coming a mile away too. So Pat never admitted this. He had predicted that he yes. was going to get a five wink. Yes, and then he and I talked a lot on Monday um, right after, I would say, right before I kind of had shut it down, he kind of was laughing about what I had messaged uh, back and forth. And I could I could even pull up exactly what Boyle had said to me. Yeah, he had predicted. He said, yeah, I know. I'm going to do a good job on blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, Pete, you know Pete's going to love it. Like, we had gone back and forth. I'm trying to go back because we had a lot of texts um, last week. I'm trying to buy a little quick time here. And he had said something to the effect of, Yes, Pete was going to give me one because either today or Thursday was my last one for the playoffs. I knew he was going to do five for the bit at some point. Today wasn't even that great from me. Pat did say in last week's PGP that he felt a little dirty because he did not think that was his best effort. Yeah. But he did not admit that he predicted he would get yes, a five. We both had, we both had predicted it. So... That, see, that's where my anger came in. If you see something, you say something. If you see something, when I shut it down and I know Pat's there, and also, I got to be honest, you never put Canadian Bacon, you as the show rundown leader, in the final hour. It was almost like it was put on this grand stage, like everybody was in on the five oinks about to happen. And even though you did say on the air that you wouldn't have given it five oinks, which I did appreciate it, it felt, it did feel a little set up, and for that, it almost felt like I was purposely getting my cage rattled on day one of my vacation. And I think that also played into my curse-laden tirade. It's just too bad you got so personal with Pete. Because you could have come back as a bit of a, I don't want to say conquering hero, but there would have been, you could have gotten credit here. Because A, Monday was not 5 Oink worthy once we heard what he could do on Thursday. Right. So you could have come in and been like, yeah, I mean, I think he was gifted the five. And then we could have all kind of been with you on that. And you could have also been a really good mentor and been like, but I'm really happy for Pat that he got it. He works hard. He wanted to do well this week. We've texted a lot, and I'm glad he learned something from me if he did, and that was awesome. And you could have been this kind of like bigger man, and we could have then turned the criticism to Pete and been like, yeah, Pete, you gave out two five lengths too easily. But by getting so angry and so personal, you had flipped the whole thing and nobody could defend you. It felt purposeful. Again, I can't I can't say that enough. And I, I know it's a very difficult place to and dangerous to put anybody, listeners or anybody on the show, inside my brain. Mm. But if you take off, you know now it's not just any Canadian bacon. It's the Stanley Cup beginning. It's who everybody loves on the show, including me, by the way. I think people forget that I really have pushed Pat forward, you know, into wanting him on the show, and I'm glad he succeeded. 
knowing that it's Pat, knowing that it's not me, seeing suddenly that the first one for the Stanley Cup has been raised up to the final grand stage hour of the show and predicting that Pete was going to go out of his way to give a five, and then it happens, I'm only human. I am only human. How do I not flip out? Yes, I got too personal. But in real time, I should have put the phone down, not even listened to begin with, but it almost felt like the bear was poked. From my vantage point, it was like you guys were daring me. You were setting a trap. You were baiting me in to react, and you got what you wanted in my mind, which was, you know, me really angry. So, full transparency, I didn't think Pete was going to give five links at all because I had made it into the mythical five links and... Frankly, I didn't want anybody to ever get five winks. I thought the bit was better if you couldn't achieve the five winks, which is why I built it up the way that I did. It's just funnier and more interesting if there's a mysterious grade out there that you can't get, so much so that we were all talking about maybe 475 should be considered a perfect grade because you can't get a five. So I was actually slightly disappointed on Monday when Pete gave out the five because he doesn't run that stuff by us. That is all organic. That was just a Pete decision. And I was like, oh, okay, like that whole bubble just got popped. So I was slightly disappointed, although I thought Pat's bacon was really good. I just thought it was a 4-5. I thought, honestly, it was a 4-5. 4-7-5 if you're not grading as hard. But as I said on the day, like you got to grade him hard because he's really good at it. Once we got to Thursday, I thought that bacon was a legitimate 5 And I could not argue anymore that we should not give five winks because I just thought that was basically perfect. Now, I also expressed on the air, your theatrics, you're a better showman than Pat, but Pat did rise to the occasion in theatrics on that day the way he can. You're a better song guy, but when he did the voice of the old Englishman describing the history of the Stanley Cup... And then the let's get lit and screamed about it like Zanaboni. I thought he had added the proper amount of zest and theater to it. And Thursday, if there was no controversy on Monday, let's just say Pat had gotten the 4-5 on Monday. Could you have been as mad on Thursday about the five winks? I don't think I would have been. And I think there's probably three reasons for that. A... I predicted it would happen on Monday, and then it wouldn't have, and I would have fell short. B, Thursday was better. Thursday was better than Monday. So that you know could have felt like a little crowning achievement, and we knew that probably would have been Pat's last bacon anyway because he was closing out the week. Uh, and, I, and I think thirdly on that, you just you find yourself in a spot where, like you just pointed to, all those theatrics that you said, now he's checked that box that maybe he, he wasn't meshing with. And in many ways, and this is going to sound screwed up because he gets double fives and everything that goes with it, it was almost unfair to Pat's Thursday bacon that it gets the same grade as Monday's bacon, which is why, to your point, five oinks should have felt almost unachievable until Thursday. I, I just I think the whole thing became a mess because in many ways, I am sorry, as good as Mondays were, the, to me, the bottom line, no doubt about it, is there was absolute bias and a little bit of, you know, Pete Pete in his head wanting to rattle my cages early on the week off. I think that's undeniable. And I, and whether and both things can be true. Pats could both be great, and Pete have that mindset. Uh, and I think both things happen there. So has now the oinks 
been ruined forever that they're now they're yeah. so controversial. I mean, we have to finish out the season with the Oinks. There's only a handful of games left well, now that we're in the final, but do we have to retire the Oinks after the year? I don't want to be too instantaneous in reaction, okay? The playoffs have been a grind for everybody, the Lightning, the Avalanche, and all of us <laughs> here on the show. So I think saying that now as we are, I mean, let's be honest, this has taken an emotional toll. We are eight weeks into postseason play. That's a lot of oinks that have been given out. There's a lot of different bacon. Some days have been great, some days not so much. To declare in the midst of the Stanley Cup that right now, hey, we need to do away with the oinks next year, I think would be a little bit of an in-reality overreaction. Now, ultimately, we might still arrive there. We might have this feeling as we look ahead to next year's postseason. But it's hard not to say right now as it stands. And I didn't even get to do Tuesday's bacon. Bogus did. It's hard to say that, you know, with a two games to one lead at the time of taping this, that any Canadian bacon going forward is going to have the same anticipation as any of the other Bacons, now that five oinks has been given out multiple times, it just, I don't know, it, it feels like now, it's almost like a champion's already been crowned in many ways on the ice, even though we still have games to play. Well, what about next year? Do we do oinks again next year? My gut reaction, again, living in the moment would tell me, no, we don't. But at the same time, I mean, as you said, we've brought other listeners in that maybe otherwise wouldn't care for Canadian bacon that stay listening in their cars or late to work to hear the oinks. Isn't that our job to keep the listener as long as possible? So I weigh with that too. The oinks have been so interesting that that's what's made Canadian bacon as compelling is because everybody can listen to Canadian Bacon and they can appreciate the pun. Oh, I like this. Oh, I think that song was funny, et cetera. And you, you come for the show. But the grading of the performance and whether you agree or disagree was what kept you coming back for more. And to the five oink point, that if you always wonder what it will take to get a perfect grade, you have to keep listening. Once you break through the glass ceiling, it becomes less interesting because <clears throat> you've achieved it. You know, it's like going undefeated in the NFL regular season. Once somebody does it and wins a Super Bowl, it won't be as compelling at 17-0 after the, the Miami Dolphins did it. Yeah, and I and I think Pete now has also backed himself into a corner and put himself in a no-win situation because now that he's handed out five oinks, next year when it rolls around, you are going to have the constant arguments if he gives out four, five, four, seven, five. They might have people say, well, that was better than what Pat, it could be Pat Boyle himself, than what Pat Boyle delivered and you gave him a five. Then what, you know, what's the sliding scale? What's moving here? And that, again, is the problem with subjective oinks. Pete... I think Pete left himself no outs going forward where he needs to be absolutely perfect in his actual grading, and it's, it's hard to please everybody with grading. And, and I, in many ways, handing out five oinks like that has probably screwed Pete in his oink kingdom as well. But now you've also lost more ground in the battle because you dumped trash on those guys today. It was a trash Tuesday, and they want to treat me like trash. I'm going to turn them into trash, and that was my mindset. I'm a piece of trash that can be thrown away with Canadian bacon. I'm a piece of my work doing Canadian bacon back-to-back -back days is now just literally a piece of trash, print that out piece of paper that we're going to throw out. If that's all trash, they're trash.
and they get trashed. That was my mindset. Can we just talk about Shep here? Let's pivot to Shep. (laughs) The Yoinks have totally consumed the show. Hashtag no easy Yoinks. Words to live by. But Shep on Monday, we have in soundcheck him calling up the Andy Gress show, which is weekends here on CBS Sports Radio, and asking a Celtics question and having a NBA Finals take. We then are alerted from another listener that he also called in another radio network, Fox Sports Radio, over the weekend and had a Phil Mickelson live tour take and question. We played that on Tuesday. Both you and I are annoyed by things like this. Bogus had a funny line where he said, you know, I'm sad. I don't like this. He was <laughs> hoping that Shep would be above something like this. But Pete really was rattled. Pete was upset. And when we all were kind of talking about it and joking about it, and I jokingly said, well, we just got to find more platforms for Shep to be able to talk into microphones and write columns because he's just got so many takes he can't he can't help himself. I threw to Pete, and Pete just said, you take it, Bogues. And you had said Pete has clicked his pen 75 times during this segment. He did. Uh, there's no denying it. And I will tell you that when we arrived in studio and you had done a home show on Tuesday morning, June the 21st, I was fired up for sound check. I, I couldn't wait because there was our listeners again doing the sleuthing to play this. And it was about 20 minutes before showtime. And I had not yet emailed you the rundown of sound check and the sound we were going to use. And Pete was trying to plead with me that we should pivot away. It We shouldn't do it. He, he didn't even want us to give Shep any more attention, any more time, because he he felt shame as a, as a boss figure here. And I said, Pete, we have to play it. Listeners have noticed it. We have to play it. And I think that's he, – he heard it again. He cringed. That's how much Pete wears his heart on his sleeve and cares about the company. And his own reaction was like a nervous twitch, was click, 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 click on this pen because he can't take it anymore. He can't take it anymore. And I will also tell you that – we talk about palpable buzz. It's been a word around the DA show. <laughs> Schwartz had that palpable buzz for his return, which is now skyrocketed to something else. Boy, was Shep calling Andy Gresh and then calling a rival network not a hot-button issue in what's becoming, by the day, a more crowded newsroom as more and more people return to the office. And every it's like it's like a news van. Everybody's looking for somebody to comment. And, and you know, I'm walking in, and <laughs> people have been up for four or five hours. Hey, Shep was here last night. Did you hear what he did with the other radio station? What do you think about it? And you have to sit there and you have to answer questions like a head coach after a bad loss. And it's people are getting tired of answering questions about Shep, but he keeps bringing it on himself. David in New York City. What's up, bud? What's up, fellas? First of all, I just want to say I've been listening to you guys for years. You guys do an amazing job. I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you so much for having me, first and foremost. Uh, Happy Father's Day to you both. Dave, uh, you're a great guy. Thanks, you're, Dave. you're a good egg, I'd say. What's up, man? <laughs> Appreciate it, fellas. So listen, just to the topic at hand, when you talk about Phil Mickelson, this is an individual aside from Tiger. 
that has earned more money than anyone else in the history of the sport. An individual at 34 years old that has won six majors when Tiger Woods, the greatest of the great, at the age of 34 and older, has only won one major. Phil Mickelson, you have already made, in your lifetime, nine figures, dude. Now you're going to take blood money? Kavino Rich, listen, I understand that he has to feed his family. I, have to, I, I totally get the fact that he has to feed an orphanage. But the reality is he makes enough money for himself, for his kids, for their kids, and then for their kids. But hold on. This hey, good egg, Dave. You're a good egg, right? How do you uh, know? How do you know yeah. that he's not going to use that money to do something great For in good. this country? Oh, Bill, it's true. Sarah. But what how do you know? Wait, what, 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 if, what, if know? what if all of a sudden, Dave? What if uh, out of nowhere we learned about the Phil Mickelson? Like he's opening the center heat, for like, kids who can't read good. Yeah. Exactly, like Zoolander. Bill, you know, yeah. He wouldn't know the movie Zoolander if it hit him straight in the eye. You both know that. Well. Shep shouldn't have done that. He should not. He sh- That's the one- headline of the PGP. <laughs> Shep shouldn't have done that. If he's got a he's got a weekend radio show, at least occasionally. So you've got to save all your takes for those four hours. That's when you can really. That's your show. That's your moment. They've entrusted you with those four hours. That's when you get at all all of your takes. If Jr. specifically tosses to you, Jr. is the host of that show. He's the executive producer. And you feel as though Jr. is really looking for a take versus just somebody kind of banter back and forth with, then you have license to go there. Once you start calling other shows, even on our network, you're starting to elbow your way into the space. And that doesn't always feel great. But once you start calling other radio networks, now you've crossed a line, not because we're enemies or, you know, they're the villains or something, but just because if you have opinions or you want to consider, like, what you're doing, helping a show by calling, creating content, you know, going back and forth with the host, you can only do it for your employer. You cannot do this for other places unless they're glossing you as so-and-so from CBS Sports Radio. When I jump on MLB Network, they have to say this is DA from CBS Sports Radio so that we get some pop from it. I don't come on as Damon from New York City because then we there's no value in doing that. So for him to call up and just be like anonymous Dave in New York City, you know, it's going to only rub people the wrong way. And as I said in the show, you're forcing people that have defended you and given you opportunities to now have to be like, oh, God, I got to defend this as well. You put people in bad spots. DA, there's no doubt about it, and I've, I've thought a lot about this. And I think the simplest way for any listener right now who might be listening who has Shep's back on a little bit to, to break this down is this. When you consider our network, CBS Sports Radio, and I did the math and I counted down, how many people have an outlet where they can turn on their microphone Monday through Friday full-time, also are given by the company for a full year multiple opportunities at a weekend show if it's not every single week. Again, full year, not just football season, and are given a weekly, and if they really wanted bi-weekly, column on the website. The answer is one. You only do Sunday morning football. You're done after football season. BeckQL. I, I don't do any weekend programming for CBS Sports Radio. None of the other Monday through Friday shows producers or hosts do it. 
and there's only, again, four columnists, you, Jack Stern, Shep, and I guess my up the gut, maybe some Amy as well, but that's it. Shep checks the box on all three, meaning our company gives Shep technically more outlet to get his thoughts out than any other paid employee. Why does he need to take up anybody else or any other network's time? <laughs> he, Like I said, he cannot help himself. When when you grab the mic from Andrew Bogish and command the crowd, it's such a weird moment because it's just, like we said, it's not his moment, but also you never grab the mic from the guy that's asking you a question. It's just unless you are a featured speaker and you're supposed to, you just never do that. It's not like, let's just say Katie Linnadal was at Bob's Bar. And we said, Katie, thanks so much for making for you know making time for us. Now this, she is a paid guest speaker, MC personality, television personality. Even she wouldn't grab the mic and start addressing the crowd. It's just a really weird move. And so he cannot help himself. He just his I think his brain locks. And so he did that. He called up Gresh. He called up another radio network on the same day he called Gresh. Like I could you imagine calling two different radio shows and radio networks on the same day to get takes out? And that's, which and, might have been the same day he also hosted a radio show? And not the same takes. We played them in back to back days. Exactly. It's not it's not like he had some kind of hot Jason Tatum or Steph Curry take that he just he felt like he forgot on the air and he just he's trying to push and he and he just has this itch that he can't help himself. He's just calling with random takes about different sports. Why? And, and I think the worst part of it all is it's one of those things that everybody now sees. I told you the whole newsroom's talking about it. Our show is talking about it. Everybody sees why this is a problem. And again, I haven't talked to him personally, and I really can't now because full disclosure, I've been blocked by him on Twitter. I don't think Shep sees it. I think Shep wants to fight everybody on why he's right and we're all wrong. And it's almost scary to me. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> As Schwartz said, quote, what planet are you on? What planet are you on? <laughs> so I, I guess where we go from here, DA, is is this a moment in time career-wise where Shep learns a valuable lesson? Maybe trusts himself no. and has a little more pride in his work, or does it go the other way? He's so defiant that he's going to continue to do what he wants and think everybody else is wrong. No, no. I, I just don't think... I think he is so headstrong. I think he is so convicted in what he believes is right. And I think he is so aggressive in trying to get his name out there and his brand out there and his takes out there and that I don't think there's any way you can you can get him to bend one way or the other. And I think in a real serious moment, I think this might have been the issue when he was with previous shows. I think shows appreciated his dedication and work ethic, but that there was no way to get him to be flexible in what they needed and how they could use him. And I think that, as I said on the show, it's a little self-sabotage. I mean, there, everybody needs flexibility in this business because you're going to be asked to do lots of different things. And there's a reason why you know some people would say Shep's difficult to work with. And that's why there's been some shows and hosts that have been like, no, we, that's not going to work for me. It's just because 
you got to be flexible. And I, I don't know. I just I hope that's not true because I really like Shep and his heart's in the right place and his dedication to the work is great and he wants to do well and he's a good guy. I mean, all of those things are great qualities. But I, yeah. if you were to ask me whether I think he's going to be able to adjust – I mean, what what evidence do we have? Yeah, and and I do. What is it? What is it all? I do have to say, <laughs> I I also think that moment at Bob's bar, which almost feels like now, <laughs> I, I I hate to use the term beginning of the end because who knows what the end means for sure. Felt like an indicator of something. Yes, like almost like that was more than just a quick, you know, Shep's a little funny type of guy moment. That this has cascaded over the last couple of weeks, and I almost feel like what became real and awkward between Shep and Schwartz that day at Bob's Bar that got passed around all of CBS Sports Radio and for the country to hear were things that Schwartz brought up of why he doesn't trust Shep. Questions Shep approached him with that they went back and forth. I'm not going to bring the whole, you know, exactly what was asked, but I think what happened there was. Other employees who have had conversations with Shep that they at one time felt were harmless heard that debate back and forth, and now I think Shep has lost the trust of the locker room. And I think people that he might – and I'm serious when I say this because I'm telling you the gauge I'm getting out there. The people that he may have befriended are people who, you know, hey, is the joke on me with Shep or maybe really is just a nice guy and I'm wrong – Shep, I think, has lost a lot of allies because there's just distrust after hearing what Peter Schwartz called him out on. And and moments like we have on Tuesday where suddenly me and Pete the Body are both blocked by him on Twitter. Um, he heard me on the show bring up the Kevin Wall giving us the order. He's not happy with Kevin Wall, and Kevin Wall has, has said I, you know, he has no problem mentioning that. Shep's lost allies here, and it's going to be interesting to see how he gets him back or if he cares to get him back or if he just goes full heel and basically goes on a middle finger tour. I don't know what to expect next. It's 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 frightening. It's frightening. It's fascinating. It's interesting. I'll, I want to say this very clearly. Shep has the best intentions. He's a good guy. He's a hard worker. You know, I, I've spent personal time with him. He was invited to Bob's Bar for a reason. You know, we, we do like him, but these are a series of missteps, and he's like you said, he's losing support in the locker room, and it's self-sabotage. He's, he's just... Kornacki would look at his <laughs> approval rating right now and really just be looking, downward spiral. He's seeing the down ballots come in, and he's seeing counties flip, and it's what we didn't expect on election night. It's just he's... He's losing support of his most strident base right now. <laughs> and in the process, Schwartz came out of nowhere in the primaries. I mean, look, I, I know we've got to wrap up side A here <laughs> shortly. But at some point, we need to do an expansive discussion on this incredible comeback story known as Peter Schwartz. Not only is he in everybody's good graces, but like we all are going to bat for him. We're like defending him. He has come all the way back. It's oh. this comeback story is greater than the Frank Wright game or the Brady <laughs> over the Falcons. We've never seen it. The 04 ALCS, nothing compares. I, I'm rooting for his son to become a long snapper at Alabama. I wish I knew Saban personally <laughs> to get him there. <laughs> All right, that's side A. You got Bogus coming up on side B? Bogus coming up on side B. I want to get more inside the Shep thing. I, I guess I will sort of apologize. We'll see on the garbage throwing incident. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, uh, we'll see what happens here in side B. Whatever you do, just don't bring in Pete on Shep because he just... <laughs> 
You'll get a lot of pen clicking for eight minutes on side B. <laughs> All right, here comes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'd be... Howdy, doody doo. Welcome into Side B to BGP. It's Mraz, and how are you? After a week off on Side B, I'm rejoined by the trash man himself, Andrew Bogish. Bogish, hello. Oh, hey. hey. Yeah. Hey, all it's right. It's me. Well, let's get into it. Please. Uh, first and Waiting foremost, for an apology still. Monday and Tuesday, I put together back to back Canadian bacons. Monday. All right, you want to have Greg Caserta blindside me? You weren't in for that bogus, and he does a Canadian bacon, which again got four oinks, which it shouldn't have because Pete's subjective grading sucks. Fine. I did make that comment on Friday when I called into the show. I guess I pulled a Shep in many ways. I probably shouldn't have, although I did call in on a hotline as me and not just a random caller. And it was on our show. You didn't call in to some you know, True. ESPN radio to talk about it. True. I happen to be hearing that when it happened. But Tuesday rolls around. Tuesday rolls around, and I'm fired up. I got some good lines. I was going to go with a Greg Caserted himself right. into the series, which I thought was going to be a real hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had some shots at Pat Boyle written down. Wow, okay. Well, because Pat took a lot of shots sure. at, at me and the Rangers. So I really thought I was about to deliver. And I never got that chance. And I was hurt by it. I was frustrated by it. And it, on a trash Tuesday, I was told that basically my Canadian bacons that I had done might as well be ripped up like trash. So I dumped the trash. I'm both Pete and you. Now, you are going to get a classic me right now. An apology but. So let me just say. Just go right to the butt. I'm sorry that you may or may not have a shirt stained and I could have ruined that. But I am not sorry at my actions 
and the conniving done behind my back deserved said actions. And for everybody on Twitch, the tweets, the listeners that acted like I was in the wrong, I would love to see everybody in backstabbing scenarios in their real life act like they're so calm because I call BS. What happened was a joke, was not a joke. It was ridiculous. I mean, maybe a joke because it's all over oinks. But I, I had it had to be done. I had to react in some way. And I thought, by the way, DA said that they left this up to Pete, that you guys were in a separate chat. And he said on the air that this was left up to Pete. Pete, what do you want to do with this apology? And that this was the brainchild of Pete. Well, if that's the case, then Pete deserved the trash the most. And I did dump trash on him first. But because Andrew Kaplan was working the stream from home, the camera was not facing Pete. So I knew this. For effect, it did not work. I had to dump it on camera to prove a message, and you were the bystander there. And honestly, I'm not as sorry because you could have put your foot down and said, let's not do that to Sean, and you did not. But why would I stand in the way of a fairly unimpactful punishment? Because something had to be done for you being a baby. But wasn't that already done on Monday? Well, so yes and no. Caserta happened on Monday. And that's why I asked what we were doing today, this morning, and it was presented as Pete. This is up to you because this is Pete's apology and Pete's personal attack from you. And Pete decided that you needed one more day. And he was proven right by your reaction because you've learned nothing. Frankly, F that, if I have to say that. Okay, great. But let me just that because here's what I'll say. Why a punishment? Why? Because I called Pete a couple bad words? Yeah. Because he selfishly, egotistically... Handed out five oinks. By the way, couldn't wait for Thursday to do it when it would have been way more deserving. Had to do it on a Monday. And as I told DA in side A, it was so predictable. Me and Pat had both predicted that he would get five oinks. How you and DA couldn't see it coming. Maybe you had your head buried in the sand. Pat could both have a great bacon and Pete could have handed out five oinks as he shot at me. Both things were true. The punishment already existed. Pete allowed me to pour all that work into and wait until the Stanley Cup final and knowing I was off, that he approved those days off, by the way, and Pat to do bacon and handed out five oinks, that was the punishment. Screw him. Why didn't you get five oinks before all of this? Why didn't you beat Pat to the punch? The system was rigged against me. Which is a, a thing that you can't prove. You can believe it all you want, and other people can support Pete you for never, it. never, ever, ever, as has been proof. When you don't understand a song where some of the audience does because you don't get it, and then that hurts grading. This is my point, and I don't think it was unfair when I mentioned this on Monday. The oink system is so subjective that it becomes unfair in this. I think the proper way, if Pete is the master of oinks, as we've coined him, the king of oinks, the squeal king, there should be a checklist. Uh, Our old program director, Eric Spitz, called... You know, being on the air, the poke system, right? You need a personality, opinion. I forgot the other one, and entertainment. Smart. I forgot. Knowledge. Knowledge. Knowledge and entertainment. Okay. Why can't that exist for five oinks? Entertainment, uh, good nuggets, you know, whatever you're looking for. When I'm told to focus on one thing and I focus on it and the others remain good, I still don't get five oinks. But Pat, who put way more entertainment value into Thursdays, didn't have as much on Mondays, gets five oinks. It becomes very subjective and, and, frankly, just not fair. And it's not a life isn't fair thing. I invented Canadian bacon. It's my brainchild. In many ways, I'm the one that determines what it's supposed to sound like and be like. So to be told by Pete, who has nothing to do with it, who, by the way, gives me less time to do Canadian bacon because he's doing less and less before a show and then controls the oinks, I find it to be ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know him a damn thing.
This feels an awful lot like the Pete should park cars at the Bob's Bar Show. Well, see, that's another thing. Where Pete got so offended that only fueled us. And here you are being so offended over something that you don't need to be offended by. Now, in the past, have you done a five winker? I'm sure you have. But this year, I can't think of one that deserved five no. winks. Now, into your to your favor, you weren't here. I said, well, you were listening. I said on Monday, the first time, that I don't think I would have hit five full winks for that one, but it was close enough, fine by me. The second time was a no doubter. And those are, but don't I, you think it's almost unfair to, to Pat? Because now the second one was way better than the first one, but it gets the same grade? Well, okay. We're, Which is why something, you can't call something mythological well, and then just hand it out like grapes. DA had called it that, DA only. And when he came up one time, I said it was, I thought it was far more doable than he was giving credit for. And Pat did it at least once and maybe twice. And especially the Thursday one was better than anyone has ever yeah. done before. And you had ample chances to beat him to it, and you couldn't. Partly because you couldn't keep your mouth shut before half of them and going, this is going to be great, this is going to be great. And then it wasn't great, and, and it hurt you. And you walked right into my next point. Mm. I had ample chances. Okay. But ample chances while there's a sliding scale in the end zone keeps getting moved by Pete on what he's looking for. No, for you're the one moving no, the no, end no. zone. You're no, the no, one no, calling no. it about no, no, structure no. and requirements and this but and that. Pete, several times. Oh, but you didn't do enough of this. But okay, but when I did enough of that, then that wasn't good for five walks. Pete has shifted this around. It's been a, it's been such a brain scramble. It's like the movie 21. Like the cards are going off everybody's head and all our listeners and you guys are falling for it. And if I have ample chances, I've been completely screwed this week now. And being able to show that I'm as good as Pat. And I had a really good script today. Screwed. Really good script Monday. Screwed. You want to tell me my own mouth got me in trouble Monday? Fine. It shouldn't have got me in trouble Tuesday. And if you guys who didn't believe that Pat necessarily deserved the five-winker Monday opened up your eyes last week or this week, you wouldn't have allowed to happen what happened. And DA's lucky he worked from home because trash would have got dumped on him too. You were the first one to say that you weren't doing it. You started that. Not us. You took yourself out, not us. Can I you ask banned you, yourself. It wasn't our idea. Can I ask you what everybody receives the night before a show in an email? Your topic list? Correct. And in my topic list, to take everybody inside, do I not list the segments we will be doing? Yes. I didn't even know you were out Monday. Right. So you received the email. Did I write Canadian Bacon or did I not write Canadian Well, bacon? since I was out, I did not read the email, so I cannot answer Canadian your question. Canadian Bacon was listed, which is, again, code for in DA language way of, all right, I'm ready to do Canadian Bacon. Mm-hmm. It's being listed as something that will be done. So you can't tell me I bowed out when I included it in my own no, no, list. No, 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 no. When you called in on Friday to me and Boyle, you said you were out. You said you were done. In your text last Monday, you said you were out. Go squeal yourself. You started that. That was not our idea. We were responding to words that came out of your mouth freely and unprovoked. Just, it's very interesting that everybody on this show is allowed to blow off steam, be angry. Have I ever done either one of the things you've done the last week? Have I ever unleashed a 12-string curse-filled diatribe and I are dumped garbage on people? You and I are built different. But that's the but Actually, also, B! Yes, you stormed out over Wordle on this PG. I stormed out of the room. I didn't dump garbage at you. Well, I was okay. You and you, you deserve to be yelled at for that situation. You sucked. I, I just think you guys couldn't be more wrong here. More wrong. Now I need to close. I didn't say wronger. Did Shep block you on Twitter? I have to check right now. I to be honest, oh, let's do a big reveal on the PGP. Did Shep block Andrew? But he has blocked me and Pete the body. It's the Good Shepherd. I'm not even. I'm gonna give away his Twitter handle. Screw that. Why would I give him more Twitter pop? 
He blocked me and Pete. Did he block Andrew Bogish? No, I'm in. Huh. Wow. I'm in. And you were the one a couple weeks ago that really laid into him the hardest in one of his several things. Okay, so there you go. So he has a personal thing against Pete and I, and we wonder why. Mm. The Shep saga and the watch continues as he continues to call every radio station in the country because he doesn't get enough time. Who will he call today? But he's not mad at Andrew Bogus. Bogus, you can follow you on Twitter. Uh, at the Good Shepherd underscore. <laughs> at Andrew Bogus. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CBS. Have a great weekend, everyone. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.